0: I want to be the very best, like no supercoach ever one, correct training is my real test, the 50K is my goal, I will travel across the web, searching far and wide, to find out what to say, and who is in the time, What's my destiny? Supergoach, oh, you're my best friend Afford I must maintain Supergoach, oh, a sport for you How trailing all fall asleep You teach me and I'll teach you Supergoach Supergoach Welcome back to the Dr. Supercoach podcast. You're on with Chizo and Pistol again. How are you going there, mate?
1: Yeah, really well. Just watched the thriller of a match between uh, Swans and Hawks. It
0: was absolutely brilliant. Cyril kicking the uh, the winner right uh, at nearing full-time. Um, he just the, the Hawks just seem to keep getting it done, mate.
1: Yeah, anytime there's a close game, you can pretty much bank on them, and they, they just pull themselves over the line. I'm getting quite sick of them winning.
0: Yeah, I, I think what they... Um, they were saying that there's been 14 games uh, so far this year separated by less than a goal, and they've won four of them.
1: Yeah, that's just insane. They get the job done pretty much week in, week out at this stage. I can't believe it. first. Yeah. Just, yeah, crazy.
0: It's ridiculous. How's your team going, Pistol?
1: Um, not amazing, not too badly. Had uh, Hanabree with a 68. Which... No, no,
0: no, your, your Pokemon team. <laughs> Wait, my, oh, yeah, did,
1: Pokemon did, team's do very well, Thank
0: <laughs> you. <laughs> Did you think this was an AFL podcast or something?
1: No, welcome to the Pokemon Go. <laughs> I'm sure we've just lost half the, the listeners now. People are probably over it, or they're really excited, one of the two.
0: Well, it's something just to excite me a little bit, because I made a big boo-boo this week. Oh, I'd forgotten that I hadn't reversed my practice trades at the start of the week, and I've ended up with Hanbury as captain with a, uh, a 68, which is not good for me, Pistol.
1: No, that is uh, <laughs> not good as putting it... Is using nice words to describe it.
0: Yeah, backing up uh, Ablett's uh, 70-odd last week as captain, uh, Hanbury just came to the fore and just made sure he just got an even lower score this week, even though he didn't get injured.
1: Yeah, ouch. His form hasn't been amazing. I think he's averaging about 100 in his last five or just... Under a hundred, um, which isn't like the, the Hanbury we knew earlier in the season, when I think he had like a fourteen-round average of like one hundred and twenty or something like well,
0: that. He's still averaging one hundred and fifteen point three for the season, but in the last three, one hundred and five, the last five, one hundred and four. You add that sixty-three, and it's basically dropping below the hundred mark for his last six games. It's, um, it's he's having a real downturn. He he, he peaked at about. 625k And after a 60, uh, 68 or 70 He's going to be Sub 500 Next week If not the week after
1: Which is crazy price To get Hannabury But I think most people Have finished their teams By now So yeah. I'm not sure Many people are going to Be able to take advantage Of his cheap price
0: Well there, there could have been uh, A few people That went Gaz to uh, Hanbury this week, and we'll touch on Gaz a little bit later for those that haven't made their trades. Um, there's quite a few options, but you'd be absolutely ropeable a bit like me if Hanbury came in for, for Gaz and put up a school like that.
1: Yeah, that's not not good at all. But I did hear from the grapevine called Supercoach Gold that somebody, some genius, did manage to trade out uh, Hanbury before his sixty eight.
0: And who did they trade him to? Well, I think this uh, this genius coach has realised that uh, Hannebury's been on the downturn since round ten when he peaked in price, and there's been eleven trades for Hannebury this week, and the uh, the third trade was Cam Guthrie. Cam
1: Guthrie.
0: Now they must know something we don't <laughs> because he's dropped 123k so far. He's got a break even of 120, a, f- a three round average of 57. Uh, They must know something we don't, Pistol. Uh,
1: Well, he's named on ball, so uh, that's a good (laughs) start. And uh, he might... You know what? He'll probably beat 68 in the end.
0: Yeah, in the end, it's probably actually going to end up with more points as much as we are mocking it.
1: And as soon as uh, this week's over, I think that's the end of the season, so it doesn't even matter that Guthrie has to be in the team for you know the next five or so weeks for
0: him. Look... When you're at the when you're at the Cam Guthrie could be this guy's favourite player and he's he's probably coming 16th on the ladder and has absolutely no chance of doing anything in finals or even in the you know the lower half ladder finals. So why not just get his favourite player in?
1: Is that a segue into the fact that Gaz went down and you still didn't get Dangerfield?
0: That is absolutely a segue. I got my favourite player in for this year, Zachy Merritt. Had to come from Essendon. Like absolutely no reason why I should have a, a forward mid in the midfield, but my season's absolutely cooked. I might as well just, you know, just get a player I want. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm 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 over trying to win this thing and just having a stuffed team. I'll just get someone I like. And that
1: just happened because you refused to get Dangerfield for an entire season when he's in like brown low metal form, averaging about one thirty, and you just never got
0: him. Yeah, no. I basically I basically just do it to annoy Houston because it drives him <laughs> it drives him crazy. Well,
1: well, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, hasn't hurt your rank at all
0: <laughs> No, no, absolutely not um, A couple of the uh, the big guns for Sydney and Hawthorne fired uh, in the game just gone Pistol, we've got JPK putting up a, a mid-130s, 140 score Parker cracking the ton again uh, Sean Burgoyne was epic in the last quarter Putting up basically a 160 He's going to be um, given a few points um, scaling-wise Um, The the usual suspects, Sam Mitchell, these kind of guys, putting up numbers. Um, Did you happen to know anyone you have with JPK and their team, Pistol?
1: Uh, Unfortunately, my direct
0: opponent did. (laughs) JPK. Oh, that's got to hurt. one wise fella named
1: Houston may have traded JPK in for Gaz this week.
0: Yeah, that is a shrewd move, and there's no wonder he wouldn't tell us he was trading in because he didn't want anyone else to jump on the bandwagon. Well,
1: it's too late now because the podcast comes out after the night <laughs> game, so couldn't really tell anyone. Anyway. He could have
0: told me for yeah, um, Jared McVeigh putting up eighty-seven. Um, probably a little bit under what you expect, but in a tough game against Hawthorne, that's acceptable from a defensive player. Um, let's jump into some uh, some of the uh, relevant ins and outs this week. Hey, Pistol, I might take the first game. Go for it. Um, Michael Barlow, he's recovered from his uh, finger surgery. He's back in this week playing at home against the Cats. Um Named last on the extended uh, on the uh, interchange, but he'll be getting a, a a few rotations through the midfield. You'd think this week. Do you think he goes to uh, a, a Dangerfield um, or a Joel Selwood this week as doing that run with role? I
1: think they're going to have to put somebody on Dangerfield. I'm not quite sure who. Uh, maybe they'll put the great man who's back in the team, Sundai Mzungu. <laughs> Running on Dangerfield, the only man that can stop Dangerfield is Mzungu out here. That's, that's a rumour that I just made up.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, even going back a few, uh, a few years, Mzungu was a dedicated run-with player, even when they had Crowley in the team, so it's not entirely surprising that he has come into the team. Uh, they've dropped Ed Langdon and Darcy Tucker, who was my D8, which I'm not overly fussed about, but... Um, I, I have a feeling that he's going to play some sort of role in a negative aspect against the Cats.
1: Well, let's hope for. Well, oh, I just traded in Joel Selwood for Gaz, so let's hope it's not on either Selwood and Dangerfield for <laughs> some reason. They tagging Cam Guthrie.
0: Yeah, exactly right. Um, Bartell being managed, the previous uh, Brownlow medalist, getting, getting on in the age. That's going to hurt a few backlines for those that have him in.
1: Yeah, especially those that have Adams as D seven, such as myself.
0: And, and he's missing uh, have as well. To rely
1: on Hammelman to get a game, otherwise going to cop a donut.
0: Yeah, no, that's a, that's a bit unfortunate. Um, other than that, there's not overly uh, too much exciting news in the side of uh, this game. Do you want to jump into uh, Richmond and Essendon, mate? This should be a good game.
1: Uh, yeah, well, it's going to be a good game. I probably think Essendon have a decent chance. They've been playing better football, not not amazing football, uh, but much better than the stuff they served up for, like, the previous 10 or so weeks. Um, so Sean Grigg comes in for Rhys Conker. I think some people may have got Conker as a cheaper DPP option with somewhat decent scoring potential, but he has been omitted. Uh, Zaha Rakis is the big one that comes back in after his one-week suspension. Yeah. So his, I think their owners are held and will be hoping for a, n- a nice
0: big score. Just like the just community for, team? Uh, pardon? Just like the community team hoping that he gets oh, a game?
1: Yeah, they need him They need him to do pretty well, I think. the definitely a very weak M8. Maybe some people have an M9 and a loophole, loophole in him, so... Yeah. That's probably the only big news from that game.
0: Yeah, Oleg Markov coming in for his, his second game again this week. He was really good off half last week. He was. Very
1: good. He was, uh, at, gonna, they said they're going to give him more games as well.
0: Well, at their stage of the season, why not? Jason Castagna was another one that was our number one trading option last week. He, um, if if you traded Darcy Tucker down to Castagna last week, it would have been absolutely brilliant. He's named on a wing. Um, he put up a, an 80-odd score, kicked a couple goals, 20-plus possessions. If you have him and, you know, you, you're someone that does have a Bartel and, uh, say, you've got Castagna as your D8, he he's probably going to be your saving grace, hopefully giving you a good score, particularly against Essendon. Yeah,
1: definitely. I uh, commend those who got him in. He looks to be... Look, pretty good pick at this stage of the season. It's hard to get good rookies.
0: Yeah. Aaron Francis on the emergency list again. Um, We did say last week that if the Saints were a little bit lethargic, Essendon really would kind of push them. And uh, I'm still in the hotel. I'm pretty sure my next-door neighbours thought someone was being murdered with the amount of screaming that was going on while I was watching that game.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was... Put up a good fight, and let's hope the same thing happens,
0: but uh, maybe Essendon can get on top this time. Yeah, exactly right. We'll jump into the next game, uh, the Kangas and the Power. I'm really, really liking the Power for this game, to be honest, even though it's away. Um, coming in for the Kangaroos, you got Nicky Dow, Jared Waite, and the big one is Daniel Wells. Finally in for the owners that held on to him. I think um, if he had missed this week, which there were rumours floating around he could be a late out because he hasn't done full training this week, Um, it really is shooting yourself in the 40 if you've still got him at this stage.
1: Yeah, but look, his names and North Melbourne don't lose many games when Wells is playing in their team this year. So I think that they'll get the job done. And Wells looks like a pretty good opponent for him. I think he'll score Particularly well this week
0: Yeah, for the uh, people that picked up The uh, bandwagon at the start of the year Sam Gray comes back into the team um, It was a really, really Good good match last week Power really showed some fight against the Hawks I like their form Coming into this game and it should be um, A very close one Which should give uh, those like Daniel Wells And Robbie Gray The ability to score well By influencing the contest
1: Yeah. That's exactly what I think will happen and I think uh, North will
0: get it done in the close one okay uh, jump into the Adelaide crows and your boys Collingwood there mate
1: <laughs> I just want to say I nearly got it right I said Collingwood would win by ten goals against GWS but we only managed to win by five so uh, I'll take it as being half right
0: yeah you're pretty close I considering that I was just absolutely laughing inside my head when you were saying that I <laughs> I thought, you know, if there was any game that you could bet on this week, it would be GWS at home against Collingwood that haven't travelled in six years, and they just got it done.
1: Yeah, they played phenomenal football, but unfortunately I think our three-game win streak is going to come to an end at Adelaide Oval against the Crows. for Solow is out, and he brings a lot to the forward line, so we're going to struggle for goals, I think, unless Travis Cloak can catch everything that comes his way without his glove.
0: He Magic was glove. he was raining fire last week. What was with what was with the glove? Did he have some sort of sticky pad on the palm or something? What, what why isn't he allowed to wear a glove?
1: Oh, uh, it didn't get approved by the AFL because it had a silicon based uh, palm, which is apparently a tiny bit more sticky than other gloves. So it's technically not allowed. But I think the GWS boy said cloak was going to mark anything that came his way during that day because he was just on on fire. So don't think the glove made too much of a difference. It's not even on his, uh, his uh, dominant hand. So we'll see how it goes this week. Hopefully he can put up a performance of the ages, kick about <laughs> 50 goals. <gold. laughs>
0: uh, You're not even going to be half right this week, mate.
1: <laughs> I don't think I'll be right at all. Um, it's going to be a tough game. No real changes besides... Well, there is no change besides for Soler coming out for Greenwood. Um, and, yeah, nothing too exciting going on here except <laughs> no. probably... Getting to watch Rory Sloan come back uh, like a house on fire in the Brownlow medal
0: race Yeah, no, I'd have absolutely, I would not be surprised if he is, if not leading the Brownlow at this stage Because he's got no one taking votes off him
1: Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it There's no other midfielder that's dominating in a team just the same way that Sloan is
0: and like last week, danger um, had a ton of possessions, but it's, it, Rampy's going to get the three votes without a doubt.
1: Yeah, and then there's, he's always fighting with somebody. I mean, it's very rare for like Selwood to have such a bad game that Dangerfield, you know, definitely gets a three, and Selwood yep. doesn't get any. I mean, it's always going to be a tussle. So Selwood, um, sorry, Sloane isn't really fighting with anyone. You know, I guess yeah. Scott Thompson or one of the forwards have will have a good game, but forwards don't generally pull well. So. Yeah, Sloane could be right
0: up there. And uh, it was the return of Brad Crouch last week. It's the first ton he's put up this season. And it was a good one, a um, 110-odd score from about 28 possessions. Is I've heard of a few people bring him in for Liberatore this week. Do you see that as a exciting move or something that's a little bit too extreme that could really burn you?
1: No, are you kidding? No, don't get... <laughs> did no one learn anything? Please don't get Brad Crouch again. I was wrong. I was very, very wrong at the beginning of the season by saying everyone should get Brad Crouch. That did not work out well. I'm not going to suggest getting him in now. This is also probably going to be wrong. He's probably going to have a return <laughs> for the rest of the season.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's, um, he's probably coming good now. Yeah, well,
1: yeah, if you held him this entire season, I'd say well done, except for the fact that he's only played one good game, which was last week.
0: Yeah, one um, of the, the yeah, one no, of the
1: nothing to see. Nothing to see here, let's, yeah. let's move on to the uh, next
0: game Yeah, Bulldogs and the Suns I'm travelling up to, uh, to Cairns from Townsville to watch this game It's going to be an absolute bloodbath Gary Ablett, Riscatelli, and Prestia, three starting midfielders for the Suns, go out for Jesse Lonergan, Mitch Hallahan, and Jared Grant. Don't know what's going to happen in the midfield there. Uh, on the uh, Bulldog side of things, uh, Libbers obviously out with his, his rib or lung injury. Incoming Josh Dunkley, a rookie that some might still be holding, as well as Tom Boyd, the, uh, the Melbourne billionaire um, playboy playing VFL, uh, comes in to finally get a game.
1: Yeah, they said Bulldogs what suspended Tomboy indefinitely, and then comes back like two weeks later. What's with that?
0: Oh, you know it's a it's a a bit rough when your teammates are ribbing you about how much money you're making.
1: or uh, well, I guess I, they might even be gifting him a game at this stage. I'm not too sure. It's kind of a little bit of a strange um, selection considering the only outs were Lucas Webb and <laughs> Tom Ligretto. Neither of them are particularly tall. Yeah, <laughs> it's not really a like for like. Uh, coming into the team, a um, little bit strange, but I guess whatever, it's against Gold Coast without their entire midfield. I mean, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? They're going to win by you know 80 instead of 100.
0: Yeah, and the, the, uh, the thing is, because they're playing against Gold Coast, that's probably why they're giving him another game, um, because he's going to get such supply that he's going to get that confidence at the AFL and probably uh, get a spot... Solidified before finals comes in It gives him another option up forward Yeah, he's
1: going to kick about six goals And then be like, yeah, I was worth the money
0: That's (laughs) that's what he's going to say He needs to kick a hell of a lot more than that Something that did uh, If you can see positives or the silver lining in anything um, The positive for us Is uh, that Gaz went down Is Aaron Hall is named in the guts this week As a follower He is obviously going to get significantly more In midfield time um, Particularly with not only Gaz going out, but Riscatelli and Prestia both starting midfielders, and a lot of them are all three of them are pretty much gone for the year. Aaron Hall is now a fully fledged midfielder. If you are thinking about still getting rid of him or worrying, wondering about maybe getting him in, I think that's all you need to know. Yeah,
1: and they've got a pretty decent run home. I know they're not going to beat any teams when they're missing all their stars, but um, they have have got a pretty decent run home. I think Hall will score particularly well to finish the season quite like uh, the end of last season. I know some people might have Nick Malczewski. He's he's playing named on the wing, and I think he's going to get more of a run uh, through the midfield now with all these injuries as well. So he could score a little bit better than he's been scoring for the rest of the season.
0: Yeah, so that's a, another option. Um, a, a few people brought in Matt Suckling and were loving his... Uh, uh, his scoring potential, I was a bit of a pro- opposed to the idea of bringing him in. He's had a few poor scores. I think last week he put up a 26 or something like that.
1: No, 84. The year, week before, it was like 30.
0: Yeah, it was something like that. Is he still someone that we should be considering holding for the year?
1: Um, I, look, he's really cheap. I think that's the, the massive upside. He's, he's way cheaper than he probably should be, he's priced at about 400k or 390 something, so people who are struggling to upgrade their team and finish their team, is not the worst option to have as your final midfielder, because he is capable of popping out a really big ton, um, I guess we'll see this week if he's one of those downhill skiers and just destroys the uh, crappier teams, and Bulldogs do have a really, really soft draw, so he actually could benefit majorly from that, I think um, that's what will happen, so... Although he's probably not the best pick, if you don't have the funds, then I think he's one of the best cheaper options. But, yeah, still would recommend paying up a bit more and getting the solid defender primos.
0: And considering uh, some of us, including uh, me and, and George, and that are running with uh, Dan Rich as D6, like you can't really argue with someone like Matt Suckling in comparison. No,
1: I mean, <laughs> if you wanted to get Suckling on your bench and then you could rotate Rich and Suckling and just loophole them every week, you probably get a pretty decent D6 score and cover out of that combo.
0: Yeah, alright mate, jump into the next game, Carlton and the uh, West Coast Eagles. Now, Carlton, Carlton has brought in an entire extended bench this week.
1: Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Every person they brought in is named on the extended bench, and for good reason. Um, let me read the ins for people. Uh, Jack, Nick Graham, Dylan Buckley, Charlie Kerner, Mark Wiley, Jason Tutt, Liam Jones.
0: Jeez, is, there's some talent.
1: Putting up an argument for the saddest fringe players in the AFL—that um, is not a healthy-looking fringe for
0: yeah. Carlton. There, uh, you know what Brendan Bolton's thinking. He's going to rock up to the game and be like, "Oh, do we have to pick four of them? Can't we just play with our field?"
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, the starting starting lineups not too bad, but yeah, they really they struggle in those you know last four spots, eighteen and twenty-two. That. Yeah, that's not not an appetizing list of players. Meanwhile, uh, West Coast will bring in uh, Jack Redden, Eric McKenzie and probably not Jack, Jackson Nelson. Snape on the Eastern bench, I don't yep. think he'll get a run. So I think West Coast will run away quite comfortably here.
0: And West Coast are not only going to win this comfortably, but I'll, I'll just talk about some of the outs. You've got Andreas Everett. Carlton's leading goal scorer this year. Levi Casbalt, their big focal point. Andrew Walker, a, a third tall. And then Dale Thomas. They have literally just removed their whole forward line that they have. We've now got uh, Jed Lamb, Liam Sumner, Simon White at full forwards. Andrew Phillips, the ruckman in the forward pocket. Jack Silvani and Matthew Wright, the running half forward as centre half forward. So, ha- oh my
1: God, that's, that is... How are
0: how are they, they going to kick goals?
1: Dennis Armfield
0: <laughs> running off running off a wing Dennis and kick Armfield. four.
1: Seriously, he's going to need to kick about thirteen goals for them to have a chance.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's. Uh, that, uh, uh, let's just jump to the next game, mate. Um, St Kilda and Melbourne. Um, a few changes here. Um, We've got Shane Savage out with concussion I know a few people were having him as a a POD in the back line He's going to hurt a few people Um, Jack Billings, Templeton, Shenton, Sinclair Not anything overly exciting uh, fantasy wise Um, Who do you think comes in for for Shane Savage if he's running off a back line?
1: Well Shenton is the natural replacement there But I think Billings will also come in probably at the expense of one of the younger rookies um, On the bench just because... Jack Billings is, needs to get some run in the legs for yeah. next season, deserves to get some games. So, yeah, I think uh, Billings will come in as well.
0: Yeah, as, oh. as Shenton. On the uh, Melbourne side of things, uh, Wagner's back in for those that did have him as a rookie. Uh, Brayshaw's probably back in from uh, the VFL. And Thomas Bug, he was another a bit of a, a point of difference um, that a few people jumped on who's missed a, a game or two here and there. He comes back in to provide some uh, relief for some people. Yeah,
1: so not, overly, uh, not much not, not much going on yeah. with that game, so we'll probably just move yeah. on to the
0: next one. Well, I've got, I've got one, one question out of it. Christian Petrarca. What We need him to stop putting up these mid-50 scores For those that are running him as our Say our forward cover Is it time to try and maybe look at Sending him off to uh, Jack Silvani Who's on the bubble this week
1: Oh definitely If you've got the trades to be able to Downgrade Petrarca to Silvani And then use another one to upgrade Then uh, I would probably do that Although most people are going to have the gas issue this week. I yeah. think nearly everybody's going to have the gas issue, so you'll end up just being stuck with a bunch of money for next week um, by doing truckers' money, which is okay, but just plan accordingly and make sure uh, you can win your league games as well and yeah, have, have cover and everything.
0: Yeah. Um, and uh, Brisbane Lions and the Giants, another close one that you can run through there, achievement.
1: Yeah, so no real big omissions here uh, except for Daniel Merritt, the man himself, is out with illness. Uh, Tom Cutler will come straight back into the team. Uh, ben Keys goes to the extended bench. If people are holding him for cover, he might make his way back in. It's really unpredictable with the Brisbane Lions because they so many rookies playing. You never know who's going to play on any given week.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, hopefully, Hamelman holds is named on the extended bench, uh, along with Josh Green, Josh Walker, Liam Dawson, Eric Hitwood, and Ruben William, I think, out of those... Hipwood will definitely play because he's been in great form. Yeah. As Josh, as will uh, Josh Walker, um, Josh Green probably also gets a game. So one of Keys, Dawson, Hamelman, and Ruben William, one of them will play. I'm not particularly sure which one. Any guesses?
0: Um, I'd probably say at this stage, Hamelman will probably keep his spot. Um, I don't see why they'd give him, you know, a game. Um, they'd send him back to the, the knee fall at, at this stage of the season when they're literally just in development mode.
1: Yeah, I mean, you could say the same thing for Keys and Ruben William as well. They also need to develop, so it's all yeah. all up in the air.
0: Yeah. Um, what about the giant side of things there, mate? You got any relevant ins or outs?
1: Well, Rhys Palmer comes out, which is interesting because Sam J. Reid is named on the extended interchange um, along with uh, Caleb Marchbank, Daniel Lloyd and Harrison. Himmelberg, we haven't really heard of news of uh, Himmelberg or Daniel Lloyd going to play this week, so if it's a like-for-like replacement, you'd expect Sam J. Reid to come in this week, which is good for the owners that got him a bit early and suffered when he got dropped.
0: Yeah, suffered through the buys for that reason. Um, You would... would more than likely say that um, Palmer to Reid is the obvious choice. If it was going to be uh, Himmelberg's uh, or Lloyd's first game, they would have been a bit more hoo-ha about it before this stage, you would have thought.
1: Yeah, definitely. And Would you consider Sam Reed? he's on the bubble, would you consider him as an option?
0: Look, he's got that DPP eligibility, but the thing is with the Giants is he doesn't have a spot there. Once they've got their full allotment of players, he's not he's not going to stay in that team and if you're looking you know this stage of the year a lot of us are, have got like a Tren Grove um, and these guys um, a Tom Phillips on the bench um, really struggling to keep cover across all lines if you brought him in for um, Petrarca at least Petrarca is probably going to play whereas Sam Reid's probably in this week and then out next week
1: Yeah exactly at this stage is probably the most important thing is just playing players on the bench.
0: Yeah, we we actually do need some cover for once. Um, what about if uh, we talk about uh, the Gaz situation now, mate? That wraps up all all the teams um, for this week. Um, you obviously brought in Selwood for Gaz. Why did you choose Selwood?
1: I just think he's got his the draw he has is phenomenal. It's basically all the hard teams Geelong plays. It's at Skilled Stadium, and all the easy teams. It's just uh, at the easy teams' home. So. The draw is on his side, so hopefully Geelong, they need to win. They, they're they putting up some average performances lately. So they need to finish in the top four, preferably the top two. So I don't think that they're going to rest Selwood, and he needs to step up if they're going to win the rest of the games this season. So for me, it was a really tough choice between Selwood and Neal. However, I already have Sloane and the Bonts, so I wasn't considering them. Um, who would you consider if you had... To choose from anyone, including Danger, not including Dangerfield, because everybody has Dangerfield. <laughs> oh,
0: shut up. Uh, I I've got two that I really really like, and I like them for different reasons. Okay, um, Cam Guthrie is not one of them. We'll, we'll cancel <laughs> that out right I'm now. Glad. I well I I really like Lockie Neal because. As bad as um, as Frio have been going this year, Lockie Neal has still been putting up his best ever season. He's he's having last week in an absolute um, smashing by, by Melbourne, no less. Um, he put up thirty three touches at eighty four percent and eight tackles. He's proving that he doesn't need a competitive team around him to put up numbers, and that's exactly what we want with. Um, Our fantasy stars, we don't want them being influenced by whether the team can win or lose. We want them to be competitive every week. So you don't want um, your team winning the the match by six goals and having a good score, then getting beaten the next week and putting up a 60. The reason now like Lockie Neal, not only is he averaging um, 124 over his last three, but he's able to put up scores in games where Frio are getting absolutely pumped. Okay. And the second one that I really like is Rory Sloan. Again, for a similar reason, he is the, the main dog in a midfield. But the thing is with Sloan, they've got... Not only do they have an awesome, awesome run coming home, but he is doing it week in, week out. He's got that consistency. He's slightly more unique than um, some of the guys that are going around. He's only in 11% of teams. And when you've got a, a, a five-round average of 124, and uh, Sloan, Sloan's probably my number one for Gaz, I reckon.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. If I had the choice out of anyone, I would definitely, without a second thought, pick uh, Rory Sloan. Just, yeah, touching on the draw again, he's got Pies at home, Cats, which is a tough game, uh, Dons and Lions at home, then Frio away, Port away, but it's also at their home. Um, and the Eagles at home. So it's just a phenomenal draw to end the season. He's in fantastic form. Look, I I really think Adelaide are going to win almost all, probably all the games for the rest of the season, maybe lose to the Cats. So they're going to score well, and he's going to score well. So that's just an easy reason to pick him, and he's a fair price as well. Um, Lachie Neal, although he's getting the job done week in, week out, there's still quite a few rounds to go for the rest of the season, and their draw is awful. I'm probably reading a bit too much in the draw, but for those that don't know, they have the Cats at home this week, followed by the Suns, which will do well. But then they have Swans, Eagles, Crows, GWS, Bulldogs to end the year.
0: Yeah.
1: It doesn't get much harder than that. He's going to need to actually perform particularly well the rest of the season to probably score, as well as Sloan, who will hopefully... For Adelaide, they just cruise to the end of the year, and he'll put up some good numbers. Um, so yeah, between those two, I definitely choose Sloane. Um, as I said before, so it is still a strong option, uh, probably in the mix with those three. And the other that people will be looking at will be the Bont. For yep. good reason, he's put in uh, 128 and 140 since I got him two weeks ago. Just being
0: yeah uh, yeah toot your horn, mate. Toot your horn. We haven't heard it so far this podcast.
1: Oh, I also got Sloane. I think two weeks prior to that <laughs> one as well. So we,
0: Remember, <laughs> you lost well you lost you. points getting in <laughs> Sloan from Energy, didn't you? Uh, Let's <laughs>
1: talk about the bad parts. Um, so, the bond this week has the Suns, so he should score well. And, He'll kill it. You know, they've got Saints, Cats, North, Pies, Dons, Frio. So, also a nice draw, and he's, he's just in great form, although I think he's a way more risky pick than, than Sloan and Neil. Uh, Just because he's younger I mean I keep saying he's younger But look he was like the youngest ever captain to win a game He's just exceeding everyone's expectations So he could actually score fantastically well At at the end, I definitely don't think it's a bad pick. It's just not as good as a pick as Sloane and Neil.
0: Yeah. Okay. Let me throw a curveball to you. This situation. What if you had Gaz and you had Liberatore? Now, if you go from Gaz to um uh, to a, a a Lockie Neal or a Sloane or something like that, it's it's basically a like for like. Even a little, you've got to spend a little bit of money meaning that you won't be able to, if you've got no money in the bank, you can't upgrade um, Libra, and you have to look for someone in the mid 400k range. If you were like, um, you wanted to go Gaz down to someone who's a premium, could you consider going to a Robbie Gray at, at 508k or maybe a Callum Ward at 490 so you can get Libra up to someone like a, a, a Callan Ward or a, or a, uh, a Robbie Gray?
1: Yeah, I definitely would look. At, at that price range, pretty much outside of the, the people that we've already spoken about, I would only really look at getting Gray, Ward, or Jack Stephen. I don't think there's many other options that should be considered because they're just not going to be as good as these, I think, what, six people that we've, we've mentioned. Um, Gray and Ward definitely value for money. Uh, they're outstanding players. They've shown in previous seasons, so they can average above 110. And... Ward's not in the greatest form, but Gray's certainly in good form, and I think both of them will score uh, quite strongly for the rest of the season, and Jack Stephen loves playing at home, and fortunately for him, he gets to play at home, like, what, six of the next seven games or something like that, so... I think Jack Stephen will also score particularly well, and he's not that expensive as Sloan, Bont, and Selwood.
0: Yeah, so 545k. He's got a five-round average of 112, but he's only got a three-round average of 100. So there's definitely some uh, room to improve there from Jack Stephen. Um, You did touch on the fact that Ward really hasn't been going well. Um, Around round eight, he did peak uh, just under 600k, He's now down to 490 with a three round average of 89 and a five round average of 99. Is that concerning for someone that's maybe thinking to bring him in?
1: Yes <laughs> the short answer is yes but if I had to if I was forced to choose somebody under 500k Ward would be the person that I choose but you know if you've got the extra money then yeah spend a little bit more and get someone a bit more solid.
0: Well I'll, I'll tell you some some teams that they're playing they're playing Brisbane. Um, they're playing Port Adelaide, Richmond, Gold Coast, West Coast, Frio, and North Melbourne. Some teams that he is more likely going to enjoy playing against. And he's already put up scores of 142, 137, 124, 125, 122 this year. He's He's got the ability to go big. Um, I you know He's, he's played, um, over the last couple of months, Bulldogs, Adelaide, Geelong, Sydney, Essendon, Carlton, Collingwood. There's probably a reason that he's had that little bit of downturn, and it's just probably an ebb, and he's probably going to pick it back up to the the second half of the year. So his his recent form and his price is probably putting people off a bit, but I can really see Callum Ward being a shrewd pick that's going to take you up and advance you into the finals.
1: Definitely, yeah, definitely
0: a value for money pick. Yeah, all right, mate. We might as well jump into some uh, captaincy and VC options. Last week, we said that Pendles wasn't going to be a very good uh, pick against GWS. That worked out okay. We also said that Dangerfield probably wasn't going to go very well, and at quarter time, we were getting the sauce bottle out, ready to pour over our hat so we could eat them.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that one didn't look too well, but he managed to slow down a little bit until three-quarter time before having a massive last quarter and ending with 135, which was a great score. Yeah. yeah, that didn't go too well unless you managed to have Bontempelli uh, who got 140 as captain.
0: Yeah. So uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll go straight into it, mate. Who is your number one this week that you are going to VC and then see? What, what's your plan?
1: Oh, There's actually quite a lot of options this week. Yep. So it's a bit tougher than, than uh, some other weeks. That's that's for sure. At the moment, I have my VC on Selwood above Dangerfield. Um why am I doing this to myself again? I'm not particularly sure. I think I just want to believe that he's going to be stopped somehow by someone tagging him, probably Mr. Michael Barlow, the yep. ultimate tagger. Yep. Um, I think he might try and go with Dangerfield, although I'm not sure he'll be able to keep up with Dangerfield's explosiveness from the packs. Uh, so I've gone with Selwood as a little bit of a VC outsider there into Mr. Rory Sloan.
0: Yeah, love it.
1: I did consider... Bonds as well as an option, but I just feel like Sloan is going to be a bit safer. And um, it's against my boys, so I feel a bit dirty about it. But he is playing at home, and Rory Sloan loves playing at home, averaging uh, much higher at home than away. I uh, don't have the exact numbers on me, but I've forgotten. But I did look it up earlier in the week, and it was quite a significant difference. So, yeah, Rory Sloan uh, is my. Captain, what
0: about you? Um, I think the obvious choice with the Friday night game, Frio versus Geelong. I really like either Selwood or Dangerfield as a VC, or that guy that had Cam Guthrie he's probably going to VC him. Um, I, what I also like is Richmond against Essendon at the MCG Saturday afternoon. I really, really, really like Dustin Martin, the VC. Yeah, I can see
1: him exploding here.
0: Um, he has just been on an absolute tear lately, three-round average of 113, and he had 38 touches last week, um, but it was only at 65%, and that really stopped him from going big. Apart from the fact he gave away six free kicks, he basically threw away a 160 score.
1: Yeah, he's he's in incredible form at the moment. Some people actually think he's going to be pushing for a Brownlow medal. That's how good his form is. So I'm expecting a big game he should get... Couple goals as well. Um, yep. If everything goes goes all right for the for Richmond against Essendon, um, if it all goes to plan, Dustin Martin will, will be a good pick this week.
0: Yeah, I'm going to throw a bit of a sideways one. I really like Rory Sloan. I do like Pendles uh, again this week against um, against Adelaide. Um, I'm going to throw out as a VC option the Gold Member.
1: Yeah, I was just about to bring that up. If you weren't going to. He's not really playing against the Rock in Jackson Trangrove, so Goldstein's going to get a lot of hit-outs, and he's pretty good at those things called hit-outs to advantage, which give you quite a few points, so I'm expecting him to have a decent week. Maybe bring back the old old Todd Goldstein, pop out a ginormous score this week.
0: Yeah. Um, You could argue Rockcliffe is maybe a captaincy option if you're completely devoid of choice playing at the Gabba where he scores really well, but I really don't see it happening. Um, On the West Coast Carlton side of things, I also like Prittis against Carlton, who is just going to get absolutely demolished with all their outs. Um, Other than that, I'm pretty happy going um, a a Danger or a Dusty for me um, into a Sloan or a Pendles.
1: Yeah, definitely. I I know um, a couple people might be tempted to do uh, Max Gorn again because he's only playing uh, St Kilda against Tom Hickey. Some people, Jack Stephen at home, uh, Eddie Had versus Melbourne also could do particularly well. And the last name I'll throw out, even though he's not in particularly good form, I think this might be a big week for Heath Shaw.
0: They're putting a lot, of, a lot of work into Heath Shaw over the last few rounds. He hasn't been going um, spectacularly well. He started the season on fire, but over the last three rounds, he's only averaging 83 since they've started to put the, uh, the forward tags onto him.
1: Yeah, I, I just don't see... Brisbane. I don't see Brisbane doing that to him, so I just think he's probably gonna have a confidence boosting game, get a couple of early touches, and just dominate. I think Giants are just gonna run away from Brisbane very early on, and yeah, this hopefully for us because we've been all holding him, and well, obviously you're gonna hold Heath Shaw, but it'd be nice for him to have a big score. So yeah, if you if you are devoid of options, he could be one, but I'm sure out of all of these other options, I'm sure you have at least one or two in your team.
0: Yep. Um, I absolutely love that idea. All right, mate, I think that pretty much covers anything. You're pretty happy with that?
1: Yep, sounds good. And um, look forward to the rest of the weekend's games.
0: Well, I don't because my team's already cooked. (laughs) <laughs>
1: well, it's—I'd say it's a long season, but Dangerfield, so you know
0: it's going to be a really long season. Yeah, righto, mate. All right, thanks for for jumping on, Pistol. I'll, I'm sure I'll talk to you over the week, especially when Danger puts up another one uh, 140, and you and Houston get stuck into me. That
1: sounds great. So look
0: forward to it. <laughs> All righty, O Champion. I'll talk to you soon. See you later, guys. Right,
1: see ya.